I was talking to a friend of mine, David, who is not real, and he was telling me about how he was planning to go out of town to visit his family back home. David is from North Dakota. But he didn't want to leave his car at the airport because it was an expensive luxury brand. The kind that when you see it, you want to stop and take a picture with it. So David asked me if I would be able to take him to and pick him up from the airport, which I was happy to do. He wanted to leave it at home because of all the wind and the cold spurts that we've been getting. The ride to the airport was reasonable enough, this was a week ago, but on the day he came back, I overslept and missed the plane's arrival. And as it just so happened, this was one of the coldest days of the year so far. The winds were blowing stronger than they had all year, and the temperatures were in the single digits. My friend David had to take an Uber and paid $80 to get home. Needless to say, my phone was ringing off the hook with angry phone calls and text messages, and when I finally saw David to apologize, he gave me the cold shoulder. Hey everyone and welcome to The Year Was, the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party causing all your friends to question, hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here? I'm your host Michael Montalvo and for the next few minutes we will swim through the river of time to try and find out what makes today truly unique. In this episode we examine the events that occurred January 19th. The cold must be on my mind because today, after two weeks of cold topics, the great frost and the cryogenically frozen man, we are here again with a cold topic and a cold open. It's a good joke. We're going to be talking about another burst of cold, only this time it didn't cause its elected officials to flee to Mexico. Our story begins with a cold front. According to Wikipedia, which I realize isn't the best source of information, a strong Arctic cold front began to cross over the southern state of Florida on January 16th, and then, two days later, another cold front began to cross the state. While this was all going on, a third and very strong Arctic high-pressure system was pushing in from over the Mississippi River Valley, as well as a look. A lot of cold air was moving into Florida all at once, and one of those bursts of air brought with it clouds and precipitation for participation in forming condensation, and with it the realization and communication about the possibility of sudden winterization. Everything came together for a perfect winter storm, and the year was 1977, and on this day, January 19th, Miami, Florida, saw its first and only instance of snowfall in the city. Glenn E. Schwartz, who was a forecaster at the National Hurricane Center, got reports of snow heading further and further south, but when he tried to tell other forecasters about this anomaly, he kept getting told that it was never going to happen. Schwartz would later say, I don't remember Jimmy Carter's inauguration the next day at all. I was totally obsessed with the snow. The whole city went crazy. The snow fell between 8 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. with flurries as far south as Homestead, which, as far as I can tell, is the southern part of the Miami area. As the snow fell and hit the ground, most of it melted straight away, but some managed to hold on and lay on the ground long enough for families and single people to come out of their homes and cars to see this once-in-a-lifetime event. 
The Miami News issued its afternoon edition of the newspaper with a headline reading, Snow in Miami. And the following day, the Miami Herald issued a similar story, which I could not read, as I do not have a subscription. Because of the cold fronts, low temperatures had been reported all over the state, and temperatures were actually below freezing for most of the state that day. So what happened after? Did any politicians run out on the state? Well, the snow quickly went away, but the cold had a lasting damage on Florida's agriculture. $350 million in damages were reported in South Florida, and according to FloridaHistory.org, losses totaled over $2 billion. It was so bad that 35 counties in the state were declared disaster areas. As far as fatalities went, there was only one reported, and it occurred during a traffic accident. It should come as no real surprise that 1977 was a cold year for a few places. The state of Ohio and the city of Raleigh, North Carolina reported its coldest January on record, while Georgia, Tennessee, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania all experienced temperatures and freezing below the average. What's even more interesting is that the Bahamas actually experienced snowfall from the same winter air that affected Florida. Meteorologist Jeffrey Green said that the Bahamas snowfall was so rare that it may be a once-in-a-lifetime event. It wouldn't have been snow that lasted, and it was mixed with rain, but it was truly an event to remember. That's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a rate and a review. That helps me out and helps steer this in a direction that is hopefully good for all. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the Year Was Audio version on your podcast app of choice. You can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club. And as always, I want to thank the Tim Kreitz Band for our musical theme. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.